I think I'm officially becoming like the least interesting person in the world because I never have <laughs> anything good to talk about. I'm like, oh, so like the other day on Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings. Drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? This is Blake Fletcher, the Half Hour Intern, and you have the privilege of getting to listen to an interview with one of the coolest women in the whole world, my sister, Brittany Marcotte. So Brittany has the oldest profession in the world, and I guess lucky for her and lucky for my psyche, that is not being a prostitute. She is a parent, and in fact, she is a stay-at-home mom right now. So we will delve into what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom and kind of the psyche of being surrounded by children all day long, and just parenting in general and parenting advice and what the hell being a parent is like and what it's like to just completely give up all of your freedom so without further ado here is stay at home mom b dude thanks so much for being on the show blakers thanks for having me dude yeah absolutely so why don't we start out with is being a stay-at-home mom the most difficult job in the world there's a lot of like stand-up comedy jokes about this like bill burr has a really famous joke about it um but that is often said that being a stay-at-home mom is the hardest job in the world do you think that that's true Mm, honestly no um but i would also say that it varies day by day um you know (laughs) anybody who has been around a child has children um, I don't know, knows what a child is. They're so volatile that day by day, it, you have no idea what you're going to get. So some days is, they're incredibly challenging and other days go by like a breeze and they're awesome. So it's, um, it's a bit of a roller coaster ride. So I guess it's kind of a maybe to that answer. Yeah, <laughs> There's so days that are bad and days that are good. I think what some of the skeptics would say, or for instance, to, to the point of the, the Bill Bird joke that I brought up, he talks about you know, a guy working in like a coal mine, just digging into the side of a wall for 12 hours a day. And he's like, you know, that guy would kill to be in a, in a home, uh, you know, just putting a DVD in a DVD player for a kid or whatever it is. But I guess what are, when a kid is having a bad day, how you talk about the volatility of a child, um, maybe go over an example of like what a bad day would be like. And then let's, you know, kind of compare that to a bad day in the office or a bad day that someone would experience in work. Yeah. Um, you know, (laughs) this is funny because we, we just had a bad day a couple of days ago with Henry. Um, that's my son, obviously, you know that your nephew, (laughs) um, he's, almost three and a half. And he is getting to an age now where he can kind of express himself, but he also struggles with really putting together like his, his emotions. And so he woke up for the day and normally he wakes up in a very nice mood and he woke up foul. He was in such an off 
terrible mood and he's just crying and he's upset about everything and he doesn't know what he wants for breakfast. And I know these all sound like really silly examples, but when it got, (laughs) when it got down to it and I'm like, Henry, honey, I know you're frustrated. Like what's wrong. And he's like, I don't know what's wrong. And he's just losing his mind. It is. It's sad. And you know, you get frustrated as a parent because I'm sitting here just going like, dude, help me out. Like I'm trying to, you know, help me help you. Yeah. And he's just losing his mind. And so, you know, those are some of the struggles that you deal with as a parent. Um, and so <laughs> nothing to do with being a stay at home parent, but just a parent in general is your, your children with just these crazy emotional roller coasters. And then other moments in the day, um, that are totally awesome. And the smallest things that make them happy as can be. I mean, Henry playing, hide and go seek with Matt and he goes and he hides in the same damn place every single time. And he <laughs> thinks it's the best game ever. Actually, you've played it. With yeah, too. totally. It's, it's ridiculous. So, um, and I don't know, other bad day, Kate's teething right now. So those are, those are really tough moments. I mean, anybody who's a parent, um, they know that for the most part, depending on your, your child's, you know, pain threshold, teething blows. And, um, so Kate's going through some, some teething right now. And those are the moments where I'm like, damn, I really wish I could go like to a job. Like I want to go somewhere else away from this house and not deal with like the potty training and the teething and all those kind of things, you know? Yeah. Just to have anything different to do at all. It's funny. I've been really obsessed with the podcast for the past few months. So I've been kind of forcing myself to get out of the house and do different things, um, not related to the podcast at all. And it's very strange. I mean, it's no different than like, I imagine as a parent going away on your first or second or third or whatever vacation without your kids, it's like, oh, we need a break. And then as soon as you take your break, you're just thinking about your kids the whole time anyways. So yeah, which is such a weird thing. So so I take this needed break from the podcast, but then, you know, I just think about it the whole time. But that was actually going to be one of the questions that I was going to ask is, do you think that it's any almost more difficult at times um, being a stay-at-home parent as opposed to a like a parent that also has a job because I think a that would be the natural inclination parent. would be oh well you think being a stay-at-home parent is hard well try being a working parent that's that oh, much there, harder but at least you like get a, a mental war break that's been going on forever <laughs> about that um, my personal perspective I I have like mad props for the parents who go to work because there are days that just, you know, can start off so difficult and everything with the kids and the idea of like trying to get them ready and out of the house and over to either some kind of daycare or to school and then myself to work by, you know, seven or eight o'clock in the morning and finishing my day, picking them up, going to do groceries, cooking dinner, like all of that. It's so difficult. I can't even imagine, um, you know, the challenges that working parents go through. Um, cause I have rough days with the kids, but they're napping right now. And I'm able to sit down and talk with my brother, which is awesome. And, um, and catch up with you for a little bit and take a breather. Um, sometimes my breathers aren't much of breathers and they involve like trying to clean up the freaking house, which is a bomb every time the, you know, kids are, playing with all of their toys and stuff or cooking and all that kind of cliche stay at home mom stuff. Cause that all definitely exists. But <laughs> I, um, 
I definitely personally think that it's probably a lot harder to be a working parent. That's my perspective. But um, yeah, however little time you get to decompress as a stay at home parent, I guess it would be even less as a working parent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way, there's days where I would give anything to like go to, you know, my old job or something and go work inside of an office and talk to adults all day and not have to listen to like ridiculous songs and nursery rhymes and reading the same damn book for like the 500th time and (laughs) those kind of things like to deal with some like more adult problems. But, um, but you know what? I think the grass is always greener. If I was sitting in the office, I would be really bummed that I wasn't at home with my kids. So it's kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Do you ever worry that you're going crazy from just talking to children all day and having no adult interaction? Are you just like, am I becoming a baby myself? Am I becoming (laughs) a crazy person? No, I never think I'm becoming a baby myself. I think I'm officially becoming like the least interesting person in the world because I never have anything (laughs) good to talk about. I'm like, oh, so like the other day on Jake and the Neverland Pirates, um, it was really cool because they found this treasure like they do in every episode. (laughs) And I, I swear to God, I just, yeah, it's, um, I don't feel like I'm turning into a baby, but there's times where you feel like your brain is turning into mush. Like those are those times again, where it would be really kind of good to go somewhere where it's a little bit more challenging and you speak to adults about like real world problems and that kind of thing, as opposed to like my son's problem because he just ran out of milk in his cup. Like, and those (laughs) things are just on repeat constantly. So it's, um, just complete red alert, all hands on deck, no milk oh in cup. Oh, my God. Henry, just like right before his nap, we um, we just went to the dentist. He got a balloon there. We went to the market. He got a balloon there. So it was a big day. He got two balloons. And Henry is telling me, he says, Mom, I have a problem. I'm like, what, bud? And he goes, my balloons are tangled up together. And he's so serious, like so upset about it. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm pretty sure we can solve this like solve this problem. It's not a big deal. But uh, those, those are the problems that I deal with. Yeah, that is awesome. I think I'm going to start doing stuff like that. Like, to, <laughs> I'm sure Austin would Austin, love that. Austin, I have a problem. My shoe just became untied. <laughs> I am freaking out right now. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it's like around here. Yeah. It, do, you, do you feel like you've kind of been let in on this other world now of balloons and lollipops and treats and stuff like that where you're like, man, I didn't know that this kind of stuff was just being given out for free all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's um, bribery is really key to parenting. I feel I feel like it is. Yeah, um, it works well with my kids. So, you know, hey, finish your lunch. Sure. I'll give you a piece of candy afterward if you actually eat your food kind of thing bribery is key yeah and it's i do know like all the different places that <laughs> it's kind of like raising a dog um except less, a lot less sleep yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah but yeah i know all the places that give out the free balloons or you know like the free cookie from the bakery area and all that kind of stuff so the thing I'm always surprised about with parenting whenever I come over to your house and it's something I really didn't appreciate until until you had kids is the amount of distraction that you have to do when you have a kid. I, I didn't oh realize it's like as if kids have no memory whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> like if they're throwing a tantrum or they're doing uh, something, you just start snapping your finger in the other direction. Like, look over here, look over here, look over here. And sure enough, yeah. they'll look over there and it's, it's incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. It's uh it's an all day thing for sure if you're a parent. Yeah. So let's talk about that. For people such as myself that are not parents and, and we'll we'll delve deeper into this later, but just what is it like in general in life to to never get a break? Like I I honestly can't even fathom that. If I have one day go by where I didn't get a break, uh, like all I think to myself the whole day is tomorrow I am taking a long break because I didn't get any sort of break today. You know, I yeah. can't imagine a whole year going by or something without getting any sort of break. Um, you know, it's, you definitely look forward to hopefully like planned vacations more, <laughs> but, um, but honestly it's one of those things. Um, and I'm sure, any parent would agree is that once you become a parent, your, your perspective on, um, your me time and your priorities, they just change. You kind of almost don't have an option, you know? And as you watch your children grow, like those first few months, they're brutal. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you're not sleeping. The kid doesn't do anything besides like cry and poop and eat nonstop. And so there's not a lot of reward, but when your child starts smiling at you and laughing and crawling and walking and talking and all those kind of things, it's so incredibly rewarding that the idea of taking a break from it, especially for like a long period of time is actually almost worse. Like, I mean, it's, it sounds silly because we just had that vacation, um, earlier this year, Matt and I, and it was wonderful and we desperately needed it. Um, but by about like four days in, I was so excited to come home. Like I've never wanted to come home from a vacation the way I did from this one, because I wanted to like grab my children so badly. Yeah. So, um, I think it's just cause I, I felt the same way before I had the kids too, Blake. I mean, I, you know, the idea of giving up all of your free time, I remember having those talks with mom and stuff, just being like, oh my God, like I'm having to like sacrifice my entire life. This is kind of crazy. Like, was this a huge mistake? Um, and some, even there's still days that it does feel like a mistake where you're like, oh my God, <laughs> if anything, just go back to the way life was like, yeah. I want to go back to college, man. But, uh, but most days it's incredibly rewarding. Most yeah. days, even with all the tantrums and stuff, if you weigh it all out, um, you know, it's, you're just so incredibly blessed to have these little people in your life. They're so, so rewarding. Yeah, for sure. What about on the, during the not so good moments and the not so good times? What, oh. I mean, I guess what goes through your head then? <laughs> I want to run away. <laughs> I've literally, I've like said that multiple times where I'm like, oh my God, I just want to run away. Like I run, a, run away from home or lock myself in a closet or something. It's, they're, they're definitely rough and um, it's where it's really nice to have a partner that um, does a good job of taking on a lot of the load too so that, you know, for me as a stay at home parent, I'm dealing with two like miniature crazy people all day long and Matt gets home from work and there's times where I can be like, Hey, I'm going to go to do the grocery shopping right now. And for some weird reason, 45 minutes at the grocery store is like a wonderful, relaxing vacation for me. And you just kind of take moments when you can get them. 
Um, and some days you don't get them at all. And then sleep is your break. But, um, but yeah, during, it's so during funny as parts. a, as a person without kids to, to call you on the phone and hear you talk about like going to the grocery store or something. <laughs> it's I like, know. It's, it's like the best thing that happened to you all week was going yeah. to the grocery store. It's so funny. There's, that's like no joke too. There are, there are definitely weeks that go by that that is like, without a doubt, like the best thing is if you can go to the market without your kids Oh my God. It's going to the market with your kids kind of blows. I end up doing it again to the bribery thing. It's like, I'm like, okay, let's just open up the string cheese and let's open up a bag of apples and let's open up like some chips or whatever. But just to get yourself out of there without like either one of your kids having a meltdown. Yeah. So everything's such a huge operation. Do you feel like because of that, that you, so something that I've noticed now um, as I, uh, I just turned 30 and other friends that I have that are around my same age, um, that don't have kids, there's a lot more like unrest. And I don't know if I want to say unhappiness, um, or what, but there's just so much time to think about yourself, you know, and where you belong and if you're really happy and what's going on in your life. And, I imagine you almost never even have the luxury of having thoughts like that. <laughs> That's because I have Mickey Mouse Clubhouse playing like around, <laughs> around the clock in my brain. Yeah, when, when Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is playing so loud, you literally can't hear yourself <laughs> I think. I can't hear my own thoughts. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you have to think about your kids so often and you're so often reacting as well to just what they're doing. Do, do you feel that you probably think less about your own happiness and think less about what's you know going on with your life? You definitely are forced to think a lot less about yourself. Again, kind of to your point, you just don't even, there's no time in the day to be selfish um, as a parent because you're doing everything for your kids and for your family. Um, just the same as, you know, where Matt's at work right now, but he's still doing everything for his family. So it's just, you know, different positions. But at the end of the day, as a parent, you're just making sure to provide the best life for your family as possible. Yeah. Do you feel like you're completely detached and like out from what's happening in the rest of the world? And do do you ever worry that, you know, once your kids go off and go away to college that you are going to like try to rejoin society as it were and be like, wow, I don't know what's going on at all. Oh, no, I'm totally going to rejoin and be like badass. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be this a great homecoming. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to like basically pick up where I left off at like, you know, whatever, 27, 28, maybe pretend like I'm 22 and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Yeah, no. for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you do. <laughs> there's there's times where you feel pretty detached. Um, I was just talking to one of my girlfriends about that the other day. It's just that, um, as a stay at home parent, you're not, you know, in the loop on everything else that would be going on. If you were going into work, you don't talk to adults very often. Um, you're, especially if, you know, your other friends aren't at that point in time in their life yet. You're like the only one who's just kind of having kids and everybody else is still having fun doing adult things, you know, you're still seeing pictures on Instagram of like, Oh, we went to this restaurant or this awesome bar and here's this great cocktail. And I'm like, Oh my God, I really wish I was doing that right now. But, um, yeah. Did you and Matt ever consider waiting longer to have kids, like waiting until more of your friends started having kids? 
You know, I think we both really preferred to have them early. Um, and because we got married, what I would consider young at 25, um, I, you know, we had waited a few years anyways. Um, and I think it just kind of fell at a right time in life for us too. And it sounds silly, but we've even had to, you know, to pay attention to scheduling things just because of Matt's work and how, um, all over the place it can be. (laughs) So, so we had to kind of pick a time then too, and hope that it would work out. So, um, yeah, I don't think we really did ever think about waiting too much longer. We both kind of wanted to do it in our late twenties. Yeah. That sound, you sound like a crazy person to me right now. And I think you know that. <laughs> well, I know that's so. kind of like you would have a two year old right now if you did it the same way, I, which oh. I think that's crazy when I think about you with a two year old also. <laughs> it's so funny the things that are okay for you, but not okay for other people and vice versa, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. Like I just got married and I I it's so bizarre for me to call Austin my wife. Like I still catch myself calling her my girlfriend all the time or if I pause and I say my wife, I feel like I sound like an 80-year-old man. Like I I feel like I sound <laughs> so old. But then I can hear somebody else who's like 25 years old say my wife and think nothing of it, you know? Like yeah, it's not a big yeah. deal. But for me to say it it's a big deal, you know? It's so yeah. weird how life is like that. You'll get used to it, just like everything else in life. When I started hearing, you know, myself called a mom, dude, like, yeah. that's crazy. Are you just doing this double take of like, am I that old? Like, is that, yeah. uh, am I responsible enough to be a mom? And Oh, uh, Matt and I have had those conversations many times. We're like, I just don't understand like how we're possibly old enough or responsible enough to be doing this. Like, yeah. this is insane. We actually own a house and we have two kids who are now like no longer babies anymore and it's just crazy sometimes like it doesn't feel like that much time has gone by um but it has it's crazy sometimes yeah. it feels like you're playing make-believe yeah man get well i mean you probably actually are playing make-believe but <laughs> yeah for for everyone else as well like, i mean yeah getting old is just the craziest freaking thing it's so weird yeah. like how you said about time going by and you know you'll be like oh i think that i think that was like six months ago and like meanwhile it was six years ago or something yeah yeah why don't you tell us a like particular favorite memory or two from being a parent that would kind of illuminate what is so great about being a parent the it was only a couple of months ago actually shortly after your wedding and i was telling henry a story before bedtime that we were making up about a dragon who protects a princess who lives in a castle cliche i know Real i'm not original. that creative <laughs> yeah i know i know but henry was pretty excited yeah. it's pretty pretty cool when you can you know slide those things past the 3 year old for sure the writers but, of shrek um, are writing you a season to assist letter <laughs> as we speak yeah then i just had to change some names it was really good uh, yeah um but when i started when we started naming the different characters we named the dragon okay we named him bart we named the princess i asked him what do you want to name the princess he said kate of course that's his sister And when I said, okay, well, so Princess Kate lived in the castle and he stops me and he goes, no, no, mommy, baby Kate can't live in the castle. She lives in my heart. (laughs) And I like, I didn't cry, (laughs) but I could not believe what I had just heard. That's the first thing you say. Okay. Well, I didn't cry. So (laughs) I'll say that because those are one of those moments that you easily probably could just be like, start tearing up. Yeah. But I, 
that was one of those moments where you knew in general, like you had a parenting win. There was something there that Henry understood, you know, his love for his sister and, you know, he's, he's starting to understand that kind of stuff. And to hear him say something like that, so profound, and he doesn't even have any idea what he's really saying. That was pretty amazing. Um, because I mean, on such a regular basis as a parent, you're failing day to day. I mean, here you talk to professionals, people who are amazing at the jobs they do, and they're the ones you interview with half hour intern. And then you interview me where it's like a parent. And as any parent will tell you, you fail on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> and hopefully you don't like keep repeating the same failure, but we're all learning at the same time because it's such a wild thing to be doing. Like, I'm raising another person. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, that's and all anyone does with anything, all right? The time. Yeah. What and was that? I'm, I mean, that's all anyone does with anything. You know, it's so easy. I mean, you are uh, by appearance, like, I mean, you really are like the best person for me to be interviewing for this podcast. Uh, obviously, you're my sister, so it's also very easy to interview you, but you're like the best parent in the world. Anyone, anyone that is great at anything has to have screwed up and failed so many times. I, I, yeah, I can't imagine just with the steep learning curve of being a parent, the number of the number of times a day that that happens. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So when you have those moments like, when I was telling Henry that story and you're like, whoa, like my kids really love each other. Like he, he adores her and he was able to express in his own way how he feels about her. And obviously we're talking about good things in our house enough that he is, he's absorbing that and he's learning how to express it himself. And I was just like, I was blown away. That was a really cool moment for me. Yeah. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah. What was the last time, the last experience that you had where you did in fact want to run away from home? This obviously wasn't at home, but just at the dentist here today, I had both of them um, trying to get both of them with their teeth cleaning and x-rays and all that kind of stuff. And I have literally got like two kids running in complete opposite directions the entire time. Both are crying. Neither of them want to get their teeth cleaned. They're running amok in a doctor's office, like losing their mind. Kate is screaming. And that's like one of those moments where I just wanted to be like, all right, I'm going to tap out now. I'm going to like go find the local bar or something and take a break. But um, I will say there are some like awesome people out there, people who are, you know, empathetic and everything. And there was a gal who came over at that very moment and she's like, can I take one of them to like the playroom and I can keep them entertained while you deal with the other one? And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Yes. Yes. That would be amazing. Stranger. Like take my child. That would be fantastic. (laughs) If you kidnap him, I honestly don't even care. I would be okay with that. Totally. Totally. But, um, but there are like really awesome people out there. And I mean, obviously you got to be careful with who you send your kids off with, but she was one of the nurses who worked there and she was so sweet and they were super busy and everything, but she took the time out when she saw I was struggling with, you know, dealing with both of them at the doctor's office, both trying to get their teeth cleaned. And she like made my day. I mean, it was still a super stressful time being there and trying to juggle the two of them and keep them from like, you know, screaming nonstop. But it's really awesome when there's people out there like that who can empathize and see like a mom or a dad who's struggling and be like, Hey, how can I help? Like, 
that's really rad. Yeah, I can't imagine. How how is one person do you manage your time between two different children? Um, you know, I will say most of the time it's it's not that different than having one. I feel like once you're kind of in like parent mode, um, you kind of just learn how to juggle. It it does not take very long from going from one to two. Um, that it's not that it's not that different, but I've heard <laughs> we're done. We're not having any more, <laughs> but I have heard that like having, you know, adding more to the mix three, four, like when you're getting, you know, double teamed as both parents and that kind of thing. I heard that it can be challenging to say the least. And, um, I just don't have the balls to do it. <laughs> Is that why you're not going to have a third? No, you know, I think, I think we're kind of at a point in time in our lives where it's like, okay, financially, I think this is something we can handle for like the next, you know, 18, 25 years or whatever. And we can, you know, we'll be able to get them through school. We will be able to like take them on the occasional vacation, that kind of thing. So part of it is a financial thing where we want to provide a certain lifestyle. So we have to be realistic about how many kids we can do that for. Um, Two, as you know, Kate was a hell of a baby. And I just feel like she's mentally scarred me for life. Like, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think I can go through the little baby thing again. And I might get as lucky as I did with Henry because he was a cakewalk, but I also might get another Kate and that just is too scary. Nobody wants another Kate. Yeah. (laughs) She's awesome now, but she was, she was really rough that first year and change. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're done with two. All right, B. So why don't you help us finish off this interview with some advice for some people? So what sort of advice would you give to people who are contemplating having kids? What sort of advice would you give to people that are contemplating never having kids? Um, and like what sorts of, I guess, positive things would you want them to maybe consider as well? And um, yeah, just any other thoughts that you think somebody should have relating to the idea of parenting? Um. Well, I mean, there's a lot of th- a lot to think about before becoming a parent. Um, if you have the, the luxury of getting to think about it beforehand, <laughs> but um, I feel I feel like as far as the positives and everything, I just think that it is definitely one of the most rewarding, um, love-filled jobs you could possibly take on. Um, certainly one of the more challenging ones as well. Um, there's a lot of self-sacrifice involved. So if you're the type of person who really wants to live all about me and there's nothing wrong with that, then you need to stick to your guns and stay that way. Um, or I shouldn't say stay that way, but don't have kids. If you don't want to, you know, free up your own time. And if you don't want to have to live your whole life for somebody else, probably want to steer clear of becoming a parent, at least at that point in time in your life. Um, for, for people who are thinking about having children, um, I think just, you know, trying to become as financially prepared as you can and trying to really take an honest look at your lives. Um, and is it something that you guys are truly ready for? And both of you, are totally on board. Um, I think that's a, a huge part too, is that you don't want to become a parent with someone else who's not fully on board. Uh, it's definitely an all in kind of job. There can't be like a, Oh, I was kind of on the fence. It's not as awesome as I thought it was going to be kind of thing. So you do have to be honest with yourself about whether or not you two 
are both totally prepared to become parents and sacrifice That's all of your time point. and all of yourself. That's such a good point and such good advice because you hear that so often of like, um, I guess more often than not, the woman in the relationship kind of pressuring the guy into mm-hmm. having kids or, oh, well, this is something I need to do. So you're on board or you're not, which uh, actually, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a very honest approach. So if the, I guess my advice to the guy would be then just go ahead and say, I'm not on board and feel free to yeah. end that relationship. But yeah. Um, yeah, if you're, I guess if you're in that conversation and you're feeling the need to say like, you want to have a kid too, right? Like, don't say it like that, you know, be, be open about that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be, you have to be realistic about the fact that maybe you and your partner are not going to be at the exact same point in time in your life. Um, so it may take someone a little bit longer to, to come around. I mean, I've even known, um, women where they wanted to wait a little bit longer and the guy was ready much earlier. So, it's a little easier for her <laughs> to, to kind of push it off a little longer. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I think it is really critical that it's something that both parents are fully, fully on board and both are really completely ready to sacrifice all of themselves. And it's not to sound like, you know, not sacrifice like you're a martyr or anything, but just that, that you really have to be, aware of the fact that, you know, your Friday and Saturday nights out, those are probably done, you know, not for good and not forever, but you're going to, you're going to have to take some time off for a little, you know, while you're going to have a whole lot of gray hair the next time you are going out on a Friday night. (laughs) Truthfully, you probably, you'll be so tired that you won't even want to go out. You'll just like your idea of a Saturday night is like, cool. The kids are in bed at eight. Like, let's go to bed early. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's just, but if you want to be those... excited by the thought of going to the grocery store, then oh, parenting oh, is God. for you. So if you want to get fired up by the little things uh, in life, it is, it, you know what? It's true. You do get a little bit more excited about the little things. It makes you grateful for a lot of the small stuff, things that you weren't as grateful about before you become much more grateful for. And there's something to be said for that, for sure, because it's pretty easy to take things for granted when you're um, when you're not a parent because you get to live for yourself. And it's awesome. Like, I loved getting to do that. And there's times in my day where I really wish I could go back. But, um, but it does make you appreciate the small things. That's for sure. That's good. It's like a... Uh... It's like one little class in, in happiness in Zen Buddhism, you know? <laughs> and by one little class, I mean one giant, giant. Like lifelong life, Yes, never-ending class. Never-ending. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, yep. Brittany, dude, awesome having you on the podcast. I love you. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Love you. Hey, everyone. It's Blake. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with my sister and you are now just completely ready to have kids or completely know that you never want to have kids. Either way, I hope that you completely know something after that interview. So tomorrow, Friday, I will be interviewing Alex Olson, who is a female fitness competitor. So if you have any questions that you would like me to ask Alex that are fitness related, you can tweet me at Half Hour Intern, reach out to me on Facebook at Half Hour Intern, or email me through my website. Thanks so much.